Okay. <laughs> okay, what's up, what's up? Um, hey, welcome to the uh, third episode of the, uh, you are listening to the broadcast. Broadcast, kalau nak slang, if you want to slang, broadcast. Uh, right. Kalau nak Melayu, katak kism. Okay, since I think you guys are hearing a very tiny, teeny bit, Did she can sit closer to you. Your breast. <laughs> can she sit closer to you? No, because her voice like very far. Mm, just sit. Why your voice just... very far? Ayah. Okay. Selit lah, tapi tapi. Macam tak pernah bila. Can can hear me? Yeah. 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 Masak ah. No need lah. Like this can ready what? Okay. Like this can ready. Oh, you can yeah. face plan your yourself into the <laughs> into the computer screen also again, Ivan. No lah, too loud. <laughs> okay, we have a special guest today. Uh, we have Azian, which is uh, who is the uh, the queen of Umrod. She is the backbone of Umrod. Actually, uh, a manager <laughs> who manages this band. So and manages like who else did you manage back in the day? Lot lah, I cannot remember lah. Like like Rotten Sound. Implore, but those are just like uh managing their tours lah, not Two like. Two only, man. Then uh, Dead Squad also right. Yeah. Then. Gogasm bro, at one point time I remember. Gogasm, come on man, don't forget that band. Okay. So tonight we are going to. No lah, just no, I said today. No, I said tonight. Tonight lah. Sorry lah, tired lah. So, for Azan, like, how did you actually start from, I mean, before this, you, like, manage Womrod alone, right? So, how exactly did you start managing other bands? How was it, like, people employ you to a company or what? How did it work? Oh, actually, Doomstar. Like, I joined Doomstar as a booking agent. And mm. then um, I sort of, like, uh, manage the, the tours, like, get them shows and, you know, mm. the tours and all that. Lah. From there, it, it started uh, when I was still a stay-at-home mom. Lah. I've, I mm. think I got, you know, I feel so lonely. <laughs> Only with my baby. <laughs> no, no, no adult to talk to. So, so for the for for Doomstar, like, did you have to like send in your resume or what? It's not a typical job, lah. That that's what I understand. Of course not. So, so. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. So before before Doomstar. Eh bro, suara jauh-jauh lah. Kenapa jauh-jauh? I'm so near, say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a sign I need to buy a microphone lah. So, like, how long was it that you were at Doomstar? Was it two, three years or was it longer than that? No, it was only since... 2017 until last year. Mm-hmm. August, September. Then I had to like quit Doomstar and only concentrate more on Wormrod because mm. I just started. I mean, last year I just got a new job, mm. like a full time job in Singapore. Okay. Um, in a metal trading metal industry. Oh, oh metal. Oh. <laughs> Once a metal, always a metal. Yeah. yeah. Leaving metal one metal life. behind. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no doubt, man. <laughs> right, so with you um being involved with Wormrod, um technically were you like involved since since day one? Would that oh be yes, correct? of course. Mm-hmm. It it all started yeah when Arif asked me this question. Can I start a band, a new band? Mm-hmm. Because Flash Disgorge uh, back then was like quite inactive, right? Mm-hmm. So he asked me this question, and then I say, <laughs> "Why not go for it?" You know. Mm-hmm. And okay. then 
you know, and then after that we met Rashid and then like, the rest is history lah, like Womrock started and all that lah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like for you managing like uh, three other guys, right? So can you like tell us a little bit on the stress level? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most of the time when on tour, they will be sleeping and I'm the only one awake and trying to contact all the promoters, asking them, um, we'll be there. I mean, telling them we'll be there this timing. What uh, what are we, what do they have for us and all that? That was back then, okay? Not now. Back then. <laughs> yeah, back then when I'm still touring with them. Like, now, obviously, mm. I cannot because of Akil. Mm. And then, uh, now, Arif and Rashid uh, basically had to manage. Uh, mostly Arif lah. Uh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Rashid can't be bothered <laughs> by all this <laughs> nitty-gritty stuff. No lah, actually the last tour we did, uh, US tour, uh, Rashid really helped a lot uh, with all the logistics and everything, especially uh, when it comes to selling merchandise. Uh. Oh, Rashid. Uh, he, he, I don't know, uh, he very, he proper, right? Then after that, if he... Uh, any any person want to buy merch from him is easier lah because he's he's straightforward ma and all that mm -hmm. uh, no need bullshit and all that. Would you consider Rashid to be a low key merch guy who sells well? Yeah, he low key ah, but <laughs> uh, when it comes to the actual uh, selling of the merch ah, foo he high key as far. Well, <laughs> 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 so actually, we take turns lah, me and Rashid when uh, Yan is not around right for the tour we we would take turns because uh just truthfully speaking uh, i know there's three of us uh, me rashid and vijesh uh, but mm. i would rather let rashid handle <laughs> 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 because he he's more particular with you know with direct um exchanging of monies and all that i would mm. rather go for rashid uh. not not mm. saying vijesh cannot handle uh, but not yet i guess mm. maybe next time uh. Mm. Yeah, and then last back then when I'm I was still touring with them, right? Can you imagine I'm doing the merch, I'm doing the tour managing, I'm mm. also managing these three boys, <laughs> including the driver, mm. and then mm. um, like, and then taking the video and photos, everything me ah. I'm mm. like the miscellaneous girl lah. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay lah. I mean, for for what it's worth, I think um I would definitely say coming from my perspective, it it's a job well done because it's not easy. Not only you have to handle the band, you have to handle other situations that's beyond your control. But I mean, you guys made it out alive. That's for mm. one. <laughs> so, like, um, how many tours exactly did you follow, Umra? Was it like um? There was one US tour, right? Then there was the European tour. No, then... two US tour. Mm -hmm. And then after that, uh, six Europe tour. Six or seven Europe tour. That is a span of how many years? From 2009 to 2017. Uh, 2009. Wow, 2009 to 2017. But we did take a break. When was it? Four years. Uh, yeah, four years. 2013 mm. until 2015, right? Uh, 2016. Mm, okay. Yeah. Are there any like plans? Maybe you will try to follow them on tour again? Is there, is there anything in a pipeline? The problem is next year, they'll be on a very long tour. To how, how long is it? Like four months. Four months? Ah? Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Four, four months, months ah? to US. Um, Canada, U, uh, Europe, maybe South America. Australia. Oh yeah, Australia mm. is to be confirmed. Four months, ah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh. Hmm. But that that four months is only for US and and Europe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So wow, like um, is that the longest tour yet? Four months. Or is there any other tour? It, 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 it's considered long, right? It's because it's like concurrent. You concurrent. know, like 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 really back to back. Like they will tour US first and straight mm. away go to Europe. That's why it's very long. Okay. Uh, whereas back then, I tried to make it like 
maybe US in the early part of the year and then Europe during summer or later part of the year. So there's a break in between. Ah, okay. Ah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So during on like tour, I'm sure even Asylum also have their own uh, fair share of stories. Ah. Uh. So you guys got any like one tour story that you guys like want to share that is so so out of this um world that you you can't you cannot forget about it. Uh. Oh, that's like, actually a lot. Uh. Yeah, like <laughs> you like can write a novel actually. <laughs> Uh, novel you, you, or novel? No, novel. Depends lah. You want to like or not? Macam rockcast ke rockcast ke? Novel or novel? So you guys um technically have uh slept on the streets before while you're on tour. Is that true? We slept in a place that doesn't have toilets, and I have to mm. like go out near the highway to pee. <laughs> where, where where is that actually? That was in Belgium. Oh my goodness! It was highway. like a yeah. It was the the squad was in nearby a highway, and mm. it was freaking full of dogs, and <laughs> super big dogs that is as tall as me. I'm one five two cm. It's tall, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you went to pee and did not ask like any of the worm rock guys to. <laughs> They are fucking drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Only Pete. That back then was with was with Pete, right? Uh. So he was sober, and then he actually um uh accompanied me. Okay. Mm. And then, but we, we were scared, shit, you know, because <laughs> of the dogs. <laughs> Can you imagine the dogs bite us? And then this 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 my husband, he peed <laughs> outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who kena the pee yeah, okay? Oh uh, my god. Good, good times, good times. <laughs> But still like beside the highway, oh my god, sounds so I mean besides the dogs are just are like <clears throat> is it a heavy yeah. traffic kind of highway? No, it is 3 a.m. It was literally not many cars but uh. still, you know, 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, still. Pee, but there's no toilet, there's they don't have sink. Oh. So can you imagine? No toilet, so that means uh no showers as well lah. Uh, the next day, of course. Oh, okay. So it's like get up and get the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Then how fierce you got anything near to that? <coughs> near to that, uh, sleep. Oh, tell them about the 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 spooky place. Oh In yeah, Slovakia, right? Yeah. <laughs> we we played our last show uh, at Slovakia. Uh, so uh, after the show and all, we we uh, they brought us to the accommodation, and the accommodation. When we got there, we were like, "Why is this place so dodgy?" Yeah, because imagine a huge plane of of a huge grass plane, and the whole that building is just smack in the middle. Then there's a restaurant one side. There's a butchery one side. Then above is where you you stay, and there's no light lah at the whole place. The only light is the light that is coming out of the toilet. So you imagine lah, it's like you in a horror movie lah. The the bed the bed is hard. The pillow there's no pillow. There's literally no one there. The the scene really set up for you ah uh, like butchery there right? then Nizam will be Nizam like wearing apron ah uh, whole house butchery down there. So, so a silent when a silent ah. Uh. <laughs> the worst thing is toilet. God. Toilet got no door. Toilet no door. Yeah. So you are actually showering in the open ah. Uh. Anybody walking that's it ah. Uh. Perangai so NSL. Me, me literally showering. Usually I'll shower I'll take my own sweet time like five ten minutes ah. Uh. I took I think. About one minute. That's how no, fast. No, it was, uh. no, no, curtain. Or one minute is very nothing. long, bro. <laughs> one oh, minute is very one long. One minute. Yeah. That's oh, you mean shower? Because when I was, I was showering, I kept looking at the back. Because you always feel like that's like got some stupid ghost that will jump on you or some idiot that will do something stupid, uh. So yeah, man, uh, bro, you you are silent lah. Uh. You like death metal lah. Uh, so I don't think the ghost will like. Trust me lah. Uh, at the point of time, uh, no matter <laughs> what you play, death metal, grindcore, everything, right? Like, your balls will just ring uh, because the whole place looks fucking scary. Uh. Yeah, not become kroncong. 
So I mean, I guess for uh any band that goes on tour, they have their own stories to tell and all that kind of thing. Uh. So what it's it's on the experience, uh, like what Yan say, uh, like you know, all these all like interesting experience that you will know what to do, who to avoid, and you know, all the kind of stuff when you go on your next tour and whatnot. Uh. Yeah, and not only that, you know, it actually makes you um mentally, physically, emotionally strong, stronger. Yeah. You know yeah. why? Because when you're on tour and you are faced with um like, you know, different kinds of situations that is so like beyond your imagination, uh, like mm. promoter run away, like literally run away, you know, drive off in the van, mm. drive off with our show fee. And we were left stranded without any place to sleep. Is it the one, the OEF 2012 one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, shout out to Nico, uh, our <laughs> favorite, our I mean, our European driver, Nico from Bones Brigade. He will definitely remember this. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were following the drive, the promoter from behind. And then he just sped off. Technically he, technically, he he robbed you like. Right. Yeah. Where, where, was this, where was this place? The Slovakia. One that... <laughs> wow, see, I told you, man. Slovakia, dangerous place. I tell you know, you. but Slovakia is a beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. country. It's a beautiful place. It's just that this, this some maggots, you know, mm. that you know, makes and the, the crowd. The crowd in Slovakia is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, they are I'm very nice people. Like, even though, yeah. like, some of them don't know how to speak good English, right? But they do mm. try to communicate with you, you know, and that's mm. where you bond with them, you know? Mm. That, that's the one thing that I just love uh, when we are on tour. Mm, we bond sure. with, with the people that comes that come to the show, you know? Mm. Talk about yeah. everything and anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Hey, but one thing that one thing we <laughs> one thing for me uh, that was unforgettable was that the time where they where Womrod got cheated with their money and all right. Next day I saw them at Opsin Extreme. 2012. Yeah, 2012. So actually, it's always cool to see your own homegrown band at, uh, you know, in a foreign land playing and all. Yeah, like, it makes you feel proud, uh, like, you know, it's yeah. uh, represent. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, Fias was on the hill. I still remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and it, I it can was... see him, you know, from the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a nice feeling, uh, you know. Imagine like you was your close friend and all touring, then you are there and all. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it it really is. Yeah, so all these are like fond memories for like touring and all. Uh, I guess for bands, it's so... like imagine imagine you play. Let's say example, like if we play in Germany, then I bump into Iwan down there. See lah. Random. Like, wow. <laughs> but that's the, okay. you know the time when we actually um together uh seeing you uh and Mumrod, I think it was Jakarta Defes. Uh. That the, time yeah, and edition was still there. Uh, so. The Oxygen oh, yeah, yeah. Asia. Oxygen mm. Asia, yeah, yeah. That's uh, 2013. Ah, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, the thing is, uh I guess a lot of people you know, a lot of bands that, especially local bands or like, you know, any new bands that are listening to this podcast and all that, I think one thing that they want to take away from from like this episode that we have is we have someone like Yan who is very experienced in booking shows for bands, you know, and everything. And honestly speaking, Yan has been help, helping me a lot with uh, the last uh, Asylum Tour telling me what to do you know, and, you know, all the negotiations and one on us. So, Jan, if you've got any advice for any bands that want to go on tour, right, what do you advise? Advice? Uh, what mm. What kind of advice? Like, In terms of, like, watch, if, let's say, a band that wants to go on tour, what is the first thing that they need to do and, you know, look out for? Then how do they progress from there? Whatnot? Try to... Um... Jump in the bandwagon now. <laughs> bro, what? don't make me start, bro. <laughs> Let other bands do your. 
Eh, wait, I don't be angry, I don't be angry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. One thing at a time. No, no, no. That's not. That's not a good advice. Okay, kids don't listen to this. <laughs> Do not try this. <laughs> no, I mean like like if you how how Wormrod started right like uh we uh we had a friend uh Martin from Extreme Extreme what. Uh, extreme terror and then he was very nice he actually helped us to like book shows um diy shows you know mm. and when we went on the first tour right i tried to like like talk to people get more contacts you know mm-hmm. and compile all those contacts because mm. the next time round like if you want to tour or uh, or uh, what do you call it or or plan a tour you have all these contacts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk to people you know when you go to the show don't sort of like just stand there don't touch me attitude <laughs> somebody used to be like that was somebody somebody i know right mm-hmm. so annoying oh, 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 oh. the long hair guy with the cannibal shirt <laughs> don't touch me don't touch me attitude you know you touch me i'm gonna do something to you that kind of face pun that crested face pun yeah and then like uh build build the what do you call it like uh the communication mm-hmm. build the friendship lah you know mm-hmm. and then after that when you really go on tour you must always be prepared Do not, do not expect much. Yeah. Because on the first the, the, tour, you the, are the, never going to make any money. So don't even think about making money. You'll be losing a lot of money, thousands mm. of dollars. Yep. But that's that's the stepping stone. Mm. So you work hard for it and always be humble, mm. and be appreciative. Must smile more lah. Don't don't like uh, don't touch me face ah. Don't smile too much lah later. Uh, later people will think you're trying to be funny. You're crazy. <laughs> But what Yan say is true ah. Like your context is very important ah when when you come to this kind of tour, you know. Especially for like bands like who want to just go on this like who wants to tour like places like Europe ah. You know, it's it's very important to build your context prior to. You know, like uh, booking of shows and all. Even though if you don't have contacts before, you know, try to look for people who are experienced. Like, you know, people like ASEAN or like, if let's say some some organizers that you know there or you know, this kind of thing. It's all very important uh, for you to keep all this contact. Yeah, <coughs> it is because you know why? Don't don't straight away ask a booking agent. You know, like approach a booking agent when you are a new band trying to make trying to spread your music. Because booking agents, right? They are they will work more with bands who are like, like established. Mm. Then you have a booking agent because you have so many like show offers, and definitely you cannot keep up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you recommend uh, new bands? I mean, I I I've I've, I've seen some new bands that. Get signed to like you know booking agency companies and all. Do you think it's a good idea? Because I don't know. I I feel that especially for new bands, it's difficult for them to get shows, to you know when they tour and all. Because organizers are actually basically just taking a gamble on you to put a show for you. you know? It so. it is good and bad lah. I mean, like to me as a as a booking agent lah, like yeah. if I. If I take on a new band ah, who is not established, ah, I must make sure that that band is somewhat has a stable fan base. You know, mm-hmm. if not, how to get a show for them? Not not a lot of promoters and show organizers will actually do show. You know, even if they're going to do a show for that those bands, right? It is either a supporting role. Uh, I mean, a supporting band role or or. Um, no show fee or no guarantee that kind. Mm. Yeah, so is and then you have to pay a certain percentage to the booking agency. Mm. So yeah, that's that's one thing that people don't know. They keep thinking like if you book, if you have a booking agent, right? That uh, you know, booking agent just do everything for you. Then whatever profit you get, you know, you keep the counting. It's not true. 
Exactly. It works both ways, you know. Mm. Even though the booking agent will find shows for you, but when like you are under the the booking agency, right? Mm-hmm. If you get a show offer directly uh, from a big um uh what do you call it festival, mm-hmm. you as a band under the roster, right? You should get in touch with the booking agent and tell them, hey, I got a show offer. You know, can you guys like deal with them? Like, what's the the show fee and all that? Mm-hmm. It works both way. It is not like like. We booking agent get for you the shows, but then when the big festivals ask you to play and pay big money to you, right? And you just exclude us. It doesn't work that way. Mm, yeah, exactly. <coughs> I wanna go into a little bit of a technical part of the booking between like the bands and the agent and so called the the festival itself or shows, ah. Uh. Mm. So booking fees is one of the elements involved in this whole thing. So mm. like stuff like accommodations, um, where to stay, all that, um, getting possibly a driver, all this. So like, do you think that some of the bands that actually when they started out they need to actually learn some of these things actually exist because it's not just about just playing shows ah. Uh. They uh, also to need to at least like take care of themselves while they are outside. Actually, yeah. it's not the booking agent um yeah. duty or job it's to actually yeah. book the van and all that. You know, all yeah. those arrangement, right? Like like logistic, like basically the equipment rental, the uh, booking of the van, booking of the drive. I mean, looking for a driver. All this has to be settled by the band themselves. Mm. Yeah, yep. unless you are. Super big band lah. Ah, uh, that yeah. one different story lah. Like Wombro lah. No lah. <laughs> yeah, this is the hey, thing. Even that... hey, hello, even Wombro, I do everything by myself. You know. <laughs> no, that's the thing that I wanted to hear from your from your perspective yeah. uh, because like I'm very sure that most of the bands, even I think if they are listening right now, they. Maybe have like ten percent. They they understand ten percent of what you are saying, ah, uh, because like there's a lot of factors which some bands kind of like um, I don't know whether ignorant is a is a strong word or not, lah. But they don't realize that there are, are things that they they need to look into, especially mm-hmm. when they not say a long tour, uh, maybe a five day kind of show or something could be mini mini stuff, lah. You know, so, honestly speaking, basing on my experience that I don't know how to book shows, don't know what to look for and everything, eh, the only way for you to go around this right, is to ask. Ah. You have yeah. to ask how to book. You have to ask how are you getting paid. You have to ask uh, how you can book from one show to the next show, you know, how far it is, everything. All this, all you have to ask when people who are more experienced. If you have yeah. someone that you know, That can do all the booking for you, then good on you. Because the thing is, you know, you save a lot of hassle of planning and you know all the minor minor details and all. If you don't, then just ask and find out, man. Everything you can do is just ask. No, and the when... best thing, the best thing is to ask. Even yeah. though you have someone that that you know to do all this for you, why not do it yourself and learn yeah. from it? Hmm. Because that's the only thing that you can get the knowledge, you know, get the experience. Hmm. It's not easy, you know, but hmm. but but once you get the hang of it, right, it becomes a norm. Yeah, it becomes. Yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah, like maybe some are not willing to take the plunge and feel a little bit hurt because they don't like the feeling to to lose or or like you say, ah, like I mean, new bands. They how many new bands can actually? Learn anything by losing so much on the first go. Not not everybody is prepared, lah. So I guess that's the fear some of the bands they have. That, that's the 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 difference between um a band that really want to make it happen for them and a band that doesn't want to. Uh. If a band that doesn't yeah, totally want to, right, they, they were probably thinking like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just gonna book a couple of shows and all that kind of thing. Ah, uh, you know, I don't want to take the risk. Ah, uh, wait after that, lose mm. money and all. Yeah, true. Mm. It's, it's, Like what Yan said, lose money is a norm, especially for the first time that you are touring and all. It's really a a, a normal thing. But as time progresses, if you are consistent, consistently, like booking shows and all, then yeah, mm. you know things will happen for you lah. Eventually, I guess. 
Yeah, at this at this current moment, I I can say that Boomrod has lost a lot of um uh, money when they were starting out. Uh, but I don't know whether you want to share the the roughly the the amount uh, when they started out. Uh, so the first tour, hmm. all of us brought back fifty euro per person. Uh, no, actually euro none. Per yeah, actually uh. none uh, because. We had to. We bought some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the second tour. We we not only um make a a huge loss. Mm. We also have like a have a debt with our recording label. You know, mm. we incurred a debt with our recording label because we don't have the money to buy our air tickets and all that. So they they actually loan us the money to buy our air tickets. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then that cost us a lot of money, ah, which we already finished paying, ah. Is that the tour, the one that uh, y'all got ditched in the middle of somewhere, like the driver? Yeah, that's... in the middle of Crispiano, Italy. Yeah, it's like yeah, in the middle of nowhere, but the punks there were so nice to us. They housed mm. us for seven days, you know, without asking anything from us. We, mm. we, we were literally, um, how to say, uh, every day in agony, you know, because mm. we were like, with all our merchandise, we were in this uh, seven-seater car mm -hmm. with the equipment and merchandise mm -hmm. and traveling like at least, at least um, eight to 14 hours. We hardly get, like get enough sleep and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, it was... So, so what, you guys got ditched just like that because of... No, no, it was, we <laughs> were supposed to go to Greece and then they found uh -huh. out that we just got signed to Eric Records, right? Okay. So they say that they are, they don't support, um you know, this commercialized label and all what? that. They support okay. DIY. <laughs> so, That's the reason why they ditched you? Yeah, they, they actually cancel all the like five or six shows in Greece or I can't remember how many shows exactly uh, but yeah so we were stuck in Crispiano la. we didn't go to Greece Italiano <laughs> <laughs> what it's Greece no Greece yeah no but but I mean the part <laughs> was... <laughs> what <laughs> but seriously uh, getting ditched like for that that very reason I don't know I I the I mean for me hearing it's kind of strange uh, for <laughs> yeah and and you know we don't really have a lot of um like money you know during mm. the tour because not men we don't have a lot of shows uh that that we can sell our uh, merchandise like really sell our merchandise so we don't have enough and don't have a lot of money so when we were stuck in Crispiano we we kind of like starve ourselves most of the time. Mm -hmm. Unless like, cause cause the thing is, we are background is background. Bro, can hear you. Can hear you. Loud it, loud it. Can hear you. Louder. Can hear? Boleh guys. Boleh boleh. No lah, because uh our background is from a punk uh DIY background ma right. Last time we start also from a DIY scene and all that. So our first tour was really a punk tour lah. It's everything DIY, uh, grindcore lah, hardcore punk and all that. So it it's, it it gives them like a shock lah. This uh Greece side because apparently they are so punk that they could not accept us to be in their country. So it's like they are supporting mainstream artists lah, which is which is quite weird ah because. They have the mentality that if you are signed under a recording label, right, it means you are you are rich, you shake leg, then money coming in. So that's not the case, lah. Mm. Uh, mm. But then again, some punks over in Europe, um, like Italy and all that, um, France and all that, they they really understand, you know, not mm. so not so how to say, uh, uh elitist. Mm. So we were we were unlucky lah to be uh, unlucky and lucky at the same time to be stuck in um, Italy. Mm -hmm. I, I I would use the word a bit of extreme uh, because like 
extreme in a sense like they totally aban- abandon you and not care for your well-being uh, just because you are signed under a label uh, so yeah that's why uh, it's like then what what can what can we do right we we our we are so far away from home they didn't mm. think of that you know they yeah, we are yeah, so far yeah. away from home then we are stuck somewhere stranded no mm. mobile phone uh, no handphone no whatever blah blah mm. then after that <clears throat> we are losing money each day that Okay, we have how many six, five, six shows in Greece. Mm. So we are stranded for five, six days, one week lah. Put. Mm. So no, com- no show fee, no money coming in for. We already don't earn so much already. Mm. We debt here, debt there with the uh, our recording label, and can you imagine five uh, a week worth of nothing? We will. It makes it. Worse lah, you know, is mm-hmm. is so dreadful until we just laugh it off. Just laugh it off, ah. Macam we we take it as a joke or we take it like okay, another bullshit history uh, slot in in Wombrot punya novel, you know novel. that novel. Kind of <laughs> so, uh, ah, it's like fuck, man. Uh, we don't deserve this, no. We are here so far away from our home to play some music. For you and you disregard us, which is suck lah. And and it's mm. not as if ah uh, we our I mean it's not as if our our label gave us the merchandise. You know we buy from them. You know. Mm. Yeah, we buy like buy from them and then we sell we sell them lah. Right? You no. Know? Yeah. yeah. It's it's not. There's nothing free in this world. Come on. So like like can you share like the the reason like why you have to buy. The merch from your own label. It is mm. normal. You, mm. They will usually give you um like a cup like few hundreds of royalty, mm. um for the first time round, and then after that, uh subsequently, uh you will have to buy from them if that royalties is is finished lah. The, mm. the, the is it, is it the the same for just your label or every other label as well? I think every label varies lah. They mm-hmm. each label should have their own um what do you call it terms and conditions, mm. yeah. From from business perfect perspective lah, mm. yeah. But Tenic- but it took us like for since two thousand nine right until two thousand twelve right mm. for that that number of years ah uh, we were not say jobless lah but we took part time jobs here and there just to like. Save save up money for our air tickets, and then you know once we get the money, we book the air ticket, mm. and then you know go for tours. That's what we we did last time. We sacrifice our family time. We sacrifice our work life in Singapore mm. just to like you know spread our music. So, but then the thing is about in the in the band, right? You have to have the same mentality. You have to have the same mindset, and you mm. cannot like like. When things go bad, ah, uh, you just sort of like give up, you know. Mm. Try to mm. think of a solution, ah, uh, because no problem is without a solution, right? Mm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, then coming back to to the your booking agent days, ah, uh, mm. has there ever come a time where a band uh request something very weird, which you kind of like ah uh, okay, like was um, there? Um, no, was there so any? No. So far, no lah. All the bands that I I manage their um tours and shows, right? They were very cool to me lah. Mm. Nothing, nothing bad experience. Ah, even like my bosses, Luke and Luke, <laughs> the Luke double Luke. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were they were nice people. And then mm. um also like other booking agents um like Federico, who's who people always get his name wrong. For some reason, I don't know why. Okay, yeah. He... <laughs> so they were very helpful, helpful to me lah. Like when I don't understand, I'll just ask them, and they they just let me know what to do. You know. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. Then is there any bands that have contacted you and tell you say that you know what we are good band, just book shows for us. <laughs> We we really going there, okay? <laughs> there are lah, but I don't want to say the name. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not nice, you know. It, it's yeah. uh, how to say uh, like embarrassing people. It's just not nice, lah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice person, you know. <laughs> you guys, yeah. If I were you, I say, oh, really, yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, la, I think I think okay lah. Putting in perspective, maybe the the reasoning why the situation is such for whatever band you were referring to is like um, maybe they don't understand the actual amount of work that needs to be put into, and it's not as easy just asking, "Hey, help me do this." Yeah, uh, so, they they don't understand hmm. that we actually like email every single promoter that promoters hmm. that we know of, ah. Uh, And offer them like you know this band is good and uh, like do you wanna do you want to host a show for them and all that, mm. and we mm. spend like hours you know on our laptops mm. just to look for, for shows mm. for the bands. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really not easy. Yeah, and and bands who want to book shows ah, uh, you they have to remember one thing ah. Uh. Organizers putting up show for you uh, is them taking a gamble on you, you know? so they have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Exactly. So be appreciative. Yes. Mm. Even though the show turnout is not good, say thank mm. you to all the people that came. You know, they came down to the show for you. Mm. Yeah. So. And someone they paying for your. For your accommodation, you know, and giving you yeah, food, yeah, you know, you know. buy you dinner, especially like Europeans, um, promoters, right? They mm. will always have like dinner for you. Yeah. You know, they take they take their time, you know, to cook for you or yeah. buy you dinner. So be appreciative of that. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> Coming back to some tour stories, ah, uh, like early on, uh, Fias mentioned about. Uh, check close of Lucky, right? Where you had uh, no doors for your shower. That's a bit like so-called the creepy factor. Yeah. Was there ever a time you guys go on tour and then you stay in a place you actually felt danger, like something's about to happen? Like oh, that. There was actually one time, right? Um, back in Germany, in Berlin, mm. it was in 2009. Our first tour. We were like, uh, there, there were some punks who live in the forest. You know, they actually uh, had a generator <laughs> in the forest. Seriously, okay. I'm not joking. Uh, But they are so nice people. They cook pizza for us. Like hmm. they were, they they were vegetarian or vegan. I can't remember. So they cook pizza for us, and we talk all night long and all that. And then hmm. for some reason, there was there was one part right. We were sitting down, and hmm. then. All the dogs started like barking, you know, towards the trees, mm-hmm. like the oh. forested area, lah. Mm. They were barking and barking and barking, and I was like, "What is wrong? Like, it's like in the middle of the night, you know. It's like I think one or two a.m. Mm. And then after that, from I don't know, I don't know. Like for some reason, I was I was like drawn to this particular huge tree, and I was looking at the tree, and then suddenly like. One huge shadow is like it's like black figure, you know, and but it's darker than the night. You know, can you imagine? It's darker than black. So mm. something just came out of the tree, and like looking at me, I can feel his eyes, even though I can't see the eyes, right? And then after that, I was like, I was looking at feet, and feet feet turn around and look, and feet look back at me, and feet was like. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> and then after that, and then after that, like, but I don't, I don't sense any malice feeling or what you know. Probably mm. it's just like you know the trees, the the guardian of the forest or something. Like mm. just want to see who is that. You know, new mm. people, new faces. What is these Asians doing here in Europe? You know. Uh, I just want to say quickly. Uh, in your whole sentence, you just said that like, you just made like two references. Uh, if in, in just in case, if you didn't notice, what? darker than black, guardian and guardian of the forest. <laughs> one is enemy. One is enemy. The other one is video game. <laughs> and then when you say big, uh, dark figure, what darker than black? Right, it reminds me of like maybe a Fintroll, uh, music video. So. <laughs> Fintron. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it is it is true. Like you know, 
you know the the feeling that you get like it's it's so dark you you actually cannot yeah, see yeah. in the dark right mm-hmm. but suddenly this thing is like black like it's black where, one where, where was this again berlin in berlin, germany okay. it was like in a forested area lah forested mm-hmm. part of berlin ah oh my god then, it, then I, you never ask the punk guys like like was there anything no i think i just I think they were too drunk lah, so no point talking. I they probably will be thinking that they can't even see lah. Hmm. But I think when when going on tour, I think one thing that bands are afraid of is getting their vehicle broken into and equipment stolen. Oh and yes. That's yeah. the have you, worst. Have you have you guys ever been in such a situation before? Like no. Never. No. Touch wood. Never. Thankfully no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's like super rough, sir. Like you know, your your like tour vehicle <coughs> getting broken into and then like like shit getting stolen. You know what like, was the craziest part? Now I remember when we were on tour. Then I think we were in, I think was it in Leipzig and all lah. I'm not so sure. So I was just online looking at some news and all lah. It was during the time that uh, Flash God Apocalypse was playing in Gothenburg, mm-hmm. and their vehicle got broken into and all their equipment got stolen. Mm. And their equipments are not like you know like your typical kitas that you can buy at the shop. Them mahala atas wana. Their one is literally like specially made with that for them, like, you know the kind of thing. And mm. all got stolen. I think like few over thousands of euros. Uh. Mm. And they couldn't play. Like I think was it? I don't know how many shows they couldn't play and all. Uh. So I don't know. It was. It's just scary. Uh. That's for me. That is like the most scary thing ever to happen. Uh, if you go on tour. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's the most scary. It's scarier than ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, because the thing is, you think about it, ah, uh, if let's say your vehicle get broken into and all that, all the equipment stolen, then how are you gonna pay, yeah? Exactly. Mm. And then imagine, imagine, ah, uh, the the equipment are all rented equipment. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to pay the company? Oh, that's rough, man. Yeah. Yeah. Usually when we tour, right, we only bring like um the main thing like guitar, uh cymbals, double pedals, you know, those kind of thing. Mm. All those amps, the 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 main drum set, all these all these things, right? We have to rent it. Definitely we cannot fly from Singapore with all these things. That it'll be a excess baggage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you imagine all rent like when you rent equipment right per total maybe for two weeks is about four hundred euro, let's say. Mm. But if those things get stolen, you have to pay the the actual cost of the equipment. You know, how are you going to pay that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the kind of rentals like usually roughly how 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 much do they cost like? Roughly, depends. Ah, yeah. uh, it depends on different equipments and all. Ah, uh. they have their own mm. rates also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like usually, ah, uh, um, plus minus, ah, uh, uh, like simple setup, right? Per day, maybe about ah uh, fifty euro. Yeah, oh. per day fifty euro like that. Hmm. Uh, I still okay. remember, like, ah, uh, there was one time in US, right? Ah, uh, we rented our equipment for one month. It cost us like two thousand plus. Huh? What? Dollar? Yeah, it's yeah. really a lot. Two two thousand what euros? No, uh, US, US dollar. Ah, uh, US dollar. Okay. Yeah, but still. Holy shit! Two thousand. <laughs> yeah, it, it, mm. if uh. let's say you base on your uh show fee like hundred US dollar per show. One month. <laughs> it's about three thousand US dollar. Hmm. Yeah, and then oh after my. that, three quarter of it goes back to the, you know. The equipment, That's and a lot of, you haven't yeah. plus you haven't plus the driver and the the van, you know. Mm. Mm. Fuel, some more. Yeah, fuel, tolls, mm. all this you have to factor in. So yeah, uh, hopefully, who to those who are still like listening to this, um, we will we, we kind of like lay out all the numbers and all this logistic stuff. So kind of put in perspective, like what to expect. Ah, uh. so that I I mean for me. Uh, looking a guy from outside looking in, it's a it's a it's a good perspective. Ah, uh. it's a it's a knowledge which like most people can use while they are on tour and try not 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 get cheated or all stuff like that. Lah, so 
Mm-hmm. It's hard so. to not get cheated, lah. You, yeah, you, you will definitely know, get one. You will never know what a person is thinking. How mm. you know what his intentions are, <laughs> he or her intentions are, lah. Hmm. Eh, he bla his. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> me and my wrong usage of words. <laughs> when when you say you guys get cheated on, um, was it like money or was it like merch or like what what like what's the most damage you guys? I mean, even even as a silent also, you you guys got your fair share of of incidents, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, there was uh, one time. I literally shout super loud at the promoter because I really cannot take it. You know, you don't see me shout at someone. You know, because mm. I I try to stay cool most of the time. Ah, uh. but I was so angry because this promoter. I I wouldn't say where or who the promoter is. Ah, uh. mm. but this promoter, we had a show. Um, he was keeping all the money in his pocket. Pocket. And then after that, at the end of the day, they told us that not a lot of show fee, and they only give us like few. Uh, I mean, twenty five euro. euro. Yeah, basically, and most of it is in his pocket. Can basically, you basically li- lying to your face, ah? Uh, Thank you. Yeah, twenty five euro. And I was so angry. You know, I I've never been so angry. I mean, like there is one thing I really hate in my life. Ah, uh, is people who are dishonest. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really a slap to my face. Like you come and lie to me straight to my face like this when I can see the bulge on your pocket. Don't see the wrong bulge, bro. Don't see the wrong bulge. See lah, that one like is an insult to your intelligence. Ah, like seriously, if you if you can see the person's pocket so full and trying to lie to you, I think he deserved the shout lah. So <laughs> exactly, lucky I just shout, you know. I never go full throttle, you know. But he ended up he did pay you lah. He was so drunk, and then he was like, uh, taking out all the money and passing to us, like because he's been found out, right? Hmm. Yeah, but the no sorry, nothing, you know. Well, he was drunk, ah. You can't expect a sorry out of him. I don't. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, uh, so, uh, yes, you, you you got something like that happened to you before for asylum? In terms of what, like. Like getting cheated up, maybe a merch or what? Like, has it anybody tried to try their luck on you guys before? No, I actually not really cheated or anything. Ah, uh, but you know, they like you will definitely meet some people that will be like, oh, you know, ah, uh, or oh, can I have this for free? Can I have that for free? That kind of ah, thing. Ah, I see, I see. Ah, uh, yeah, those kind of people definitely have lah. The the freebies, freebie holders, ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Then you just ask them lah. You say this one your father pray. Father mother, oh come out. Hey, don't play father mother ah. No, but but it's true ah. Like you see bands ah, they spend so much money on their merch and all. Then at least go to the show support ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if you don't, if you don't, yeah, I mean, if you don't have money to buy merchandise ah, hmm. we don't we don't force you, you know. Yeah, but you coming true. to the show, it means a lot to us. <clears throat> You know, we appreciate that you come to the show. No need to buy any merch from us. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, don't like keep on asking us. Can we have this for free? Because I pay for the entrance fee, and now I don't have money. But you have money to buy beer, to buy yeah. liquor, to get <laughs> drunk. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <coughs> one thing I noticed, right? Ah, uh, Yan has um said the word drunk. About four, four to five times, or or maybe more, if I'm if I'm counting correctly. <laughs> Must be this Arif, ah, Arif. Okay, okay, okay. When during your younger days, ah, uh, both Asylum and Womrod, or maybe Flash Discourse, ah, uh, like you guys during your younger days, obviously attitudes are a bit wild, ah. Uh. Was mm. there ever a time in your own individual bands, ah, uh, where you had to put some kind of discipline? Ah, uh, okay, you have to stop being drunk. And be yeah. an actual adult. That, so for Yan, have you ever like like school Womrod or something? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's countless of times. Uh. Like really a lot. Rashid, but uh, be it Rashid or Arif or um, uh, feet back then. Mm. Yeah, all three of them. Mm. Like who's the worst drunker, or the heaviest drinker of them all? Rashid. Right. <laughs> 
You, you know why? You know why that's You know why that's it? No, he's so drunk until he can lose his passport. All that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no hesitation no, when you say that, Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> you know, there was there was a time ah uh, back in 2011 ah uh, this Arif and Rashid ah uh, they actually got into a squabble and uh-huh. nearly like like they were at each other throat you know uh-huh. because both of them were drunk. <laughs> Well, Pranga, I, Pranga until, until uh, our back then our driver, I can't remember his name. Uh. I can't remember. It was a, a British guy, huh? Mike. Ah, uh, yeah, Mike. So until Mike had to stop the van and say, "If you don't fucking stop, I'm gonna throw both of you outside." We were in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then after that, bila dah dah, uh, they reached already the uh, the place where we're gonna sleep, right? Uh, Arif and Rashid, uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, but Rangai budak budak sih. Itu ah, petis kabel. Iam sih. And then and then uh, the that was still fit in the band, right? So like like you and fit, what were you guys like the reaction when they were like squabbling? Uh? Like... He was trying to stop Rashid. Uh-huh. Uh, Mitch, I mean, we were on tour uh, with Maruta. So Mitch uh-huh. and um, Eduardo, all they were trying to stop Rashid because mm. you know the van has like a a, a bed, you know. Uh-huh. Stop Rashid. Then Eduardo and Mitch stop Rashid. Yeah, and then I, I no, no. You have to listen to the the van situation. You know, <laughs> there is a bed on the van on top mm-hmm. of the seat. You get oh, what? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, uh, I understand. So, uh, me and Arif were on the 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 bed because no space mm. uh, for the seating arrangement lah. So mm. Arif on the on the bed and he's trying to like punch Rashid from the bed. How is that possible? Possible. Why you? This one. It's so merepek. Then Rashid also tried to punch back. And they were shouting super loud, you know. Come on, you want to fight with me, Rashid? I still remember Rashid. Come on, you want to fight with me? Come on! And then Arif was shouting, Kudiyama! Kudiyama! <laughs> fucking drunk. <laughs> so he was he was definitely elevated lah, and he tried to punch yeah, Rashid. You, you, oh my god! Imagine if he he tried to punch and then he missed ah, then he like drop in front or something. I will laugh <laughs> because on tour right, always stupid things happen to me and they always laugh at me. So if that happens right, I will laugh. <laughs> no mercy one. <laughs> Deserve it. Uh, <laughs> eh, I don't know lah if a silent uh, ever gone through something like that before because you guys obviously a big bunch of dudes ah. So if you were yeah. to argue inside a van or what, right, I think the My van will <laughs> like actually van kembali inside van. Actually, the thing is. Uh, We don't have squabbles, but if all of us are hungry, like you can see the face, all like all like like grimmer, like, grimmer, like like, yes, like yes, just yes. like stay away, yes. uh, don't come near, kind of thing. Yes, uh. you don't always squabble, uh, but you wobble only, uh. <laughs> Yeah, bro. That's why you can touch me. I am not. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Rashid should join this ah. Confirm he got something ah lame to to say one. Busy man ah, busy man. Busy man. Ayah. Driving ah, driving. <laughs> busy driving. <laughs> oh my god. Eh, but 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 you know ah, I I kind hmm. of um rem like rem. When I remember all the old days, ah, uh, like how we all lepa and all that, right? We were so carefree, no, how to say, ah, uh, no worries. When to pay for the for the bills and all that, right? Mm. It was it was really a good time, ah. Uh. It was yeah, really yeah. one of my best time, ah, uh, in my 
entire life. Ah. Mm. That's true. That's true. So you are you are saying you are saying now you are you are suffering ah, <laughs> not having the best time of your life <laughs> now, is it? See, okay, okay, okay. Before we move forward, wait, wait. No, no, no. I when, didn't say that. I no, when when you were drunk, you emo. Now this is what state? So this this state. one is turning fifty kind of state, ah. The older yeah, okay. you get, the more emotional you. Petty, ah. Yeah. <laughs> petty. No, the older you get, the more petty you are. Yeah, uh-huh. it's true. You know, I vouch for that. <laughs> petty and fatty, you so. <laughs> Come on, bro. Petty, petty. Petty. Yeah. Oh my god. But one, one never grow fat, ah. Like you don't put on weight, ah. One inside a monster inside him. Yes, right. I don't know. Once, once I settle down with Father, see, ah, because she's confirmed gonna fit me, ah. So that see how how the progress will go from there. Ah, wait till you get married, get children. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <coughs> uh, so like um yeah, four months ah, uh, coming back to the like upcoming tours ah, uh, four months ah, uh, wow, that one, wow, them tough. Yeah. Yeah. Four months eh, wow. So it's even tougher for me ah uh, because I'll be like handling. He'll be schooling, so I have to like send him to school, go work, come back from work, pick him up, you know, cook and all that. Hmm. Without Arif, so I uh, I'm thinking about the logistics nightmare, man. In that four months, they are not uh, gonna think about it. What is me? What who's gonna do all the thinking? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're not next year to four months. Four months, yeah. yeah. But somehow I have a feeling during that four months to right, Yan Kofa will go on holiday when with the family. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Huh? No. No, no lah. Because Akil is schooling. He's gonna start kindergarten, bro. Oh, when is it? Uh, Next year. Next year. Yeah. I so he, uh, we have. I have to be behind him. You know. Hey, that boy, ah, that boy, ah, grows up too fast, <laughs> ah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> have you Have you guys ever considered like bringing uh, Akil on tour? If cannot ever, now, ever a chance, uh. <laughs> now cannot lah uh, because at night he still wear diapers. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's he 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 doesn't wear diaper in the daytime really lah, uh, which is good lah. Uh, you know, mm. slowly but surely lah. Uh, but mm. it's a hassle because he still need needs milk at mm. night. Yeah. Yeah. So cannot lah, uh. and mm. I it's not really good for him because if it's gonna be a long tour, right? Mm. He has to endure a lot of things like people's. A lot of people might smoke in front of him, like you know, all the smoke, all mm. the maybe some of them might smoke weed or what. I don't mm. know, you know. Yeah. Some mm. countries is legalized, right? Mm. Some areas are legalized, yeah. So it's not really a good, a good thing uh, for him uh, for now, mm. at least until he has common sense uh. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when you put it like that, I I kind of like uh, found it very funny. <laughs> No, 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 now no common sense, ah. Of course, lah. Kids, they just do things on impulse, right? To them, what? They just do it. So, market level finds finds back this uh podcast, ah. It's like, oh, you call me no common sense, ah. He will laugh it off. So okay, lah. Uh, hopefully this podcast like um shares a little bit of a light on what's it. What's it like uh, to have a touring uh, mm. manager or somebody helping on a tour, this and that, and then the possible logistics, finance, and the dangers, the do's and don'ts. So mm. um, I'm sure you have to go off quite soon. So is there anything that you would like to say to bands who maybe want to start venturing outside of Singapore? Is there do it, yeah. Say it. Say it, yeah. So what? what? Summarize, to summarize, summarize uh. yeah. how do I summarize this thing? There's so many planning. <laughs> you don't you don't ask me later, I go into a long summary. I think I think can hear me or not? Yes, I think just to summarize uh, those uh, new bands, right? Try to go DIY first. Don't approach uh, booking agents or whatever. 
I think it's not the right time yet. You try by yourself, but you can uh, try by asking questions. Uh, like maybe approach Azian or approach me or Rashid or whoever. Or maybe also Fias also. They, they, you all can approach us. So at least we can mm. give a few tips. Uh. I mean, we are not a perfect band also. Uh, but oh, yeah. even, any... even DJ, you know, he can share his, his own insight um, mm. on his touring life also. Mm. So mm. it's just that um try to learn along the way la. don't don't take huge steps just to be so successful on tour so if you are hoping so much on your very first tour you're going to crash like really rabak crash one yeah. so don't 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 expect too much just take it as a holiday holiday uh, i'm not trying to say holiday like you can do whatever the fuck you want it's just that um Make sure you learn along the way. Take it as a school trip. Yes, correct. Yeah. Then you discipline holiday. Yeah, that, so the next time around when you are on tour, you know the do's and don'ts. You know, you you will learn you will learn along the way, lah. Not like an overnight thing. The next tour will be so perfect because the first tour you learn lesson. So it's not that's not the case, ah. So you have to keep on learning and learning on every single tour. It's very different each tour. It's a different story already. So you mm. cannot, sometimes cannot expect the same. So all this you must digest and um, try to be better. Not perfect, no. It's better along mm. the way. Yeah. Take a step, not a leap. Yeah, yeah. so so the summarize of it all, um, I suppose from from uh, Wormrod and Asylum is that um, just appreciate the experience taken on the road and not regret on the steps not taken. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, uh, nothing comes easy. You got to work your ass off. Uh. So yeah, exactly. Work right. your ass off. So before we end the segment for this one, anything else you guys want to share? Thank you very much, Azian, for joining yeah. us on this podcast and sharing. Oh, no problem. The, yeah, the, just, just, we we just want to say thank you to uh, Azian for sharing all the. Uh, the nonsense and all that uh, <laughs> happened with Fumron. Uh, so, but I think it's a good uh, sharing experience uh, because some people just, you know, assume us to have a happy-go-lucky kind of tour. Everything is so perfect. But actually, I tell you, uh, it's fucked up. Lah. So, mm. and, and it still is, you know, in uh, we are not like so perfect right now, but we are still learning along the way. So, just want to say thank you to, again, to ASEAN for Thank you very sharing. much. Yeah. Thank you, Sanya. Hey, it's just here. It's just here. Tomorrow, you're working morning. Go and sleep. Can I allow? Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. Okay.